Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. Episodes, I mean, you're used to me being uh, emotional in the sense that sometimes I'm really very hyper and other times I'm kind of very flippant and sometimes I'm very angry or passionate. So you're kind of used to me being emotional in that sense. But the episodes that are coming up in the next few weeks may be emotional in the kind of potentially uh, tearful. Uh, it's been known. It's been known. I'm not often prone to tears. It's, an, it's something I need to work on. Um, and why am I telling you this? Don't know, really. <laughs> but I'll explain why. Why this maybe episodes in the last few days have been a little bit more erratic than they might otherwise be in that my mother who has been in care since 19 sorry not 19 anything she's been in in care for the last four years nearly yeah something like that maybe five nearly five which is quite a long time because she is currently 93 she went into care, so it was four years. She went into care when she was 89. And it's one of the things that happens to us in midlife. And I think probably my mother and the changes in her capacity and independence have impacted in my life in a, in a positive way um, and are fairly typical of, of many of us in midlife. You know, we suddenly move from... The relationship with our parents changes from one where we rely on them so much you know doesn't matter how old we are that, that we're still the children and they're the parent and sometimes that's really frustrating that they, they treat us like children when we want to be treated like adults and other times it's really comforting and reassuring to know that your parents are still there to you know just be there when you're having a really bad time um because they can't stop being your parents just as we can't stop being parents to our children and so that changes dramatically um and i've had a little while to to work through lots of different things in relation to my relationship with my mother because she used to be so independent so it was really tough for a long time for her and for me and for my brothers to deal with this change you know suddenly my mum had been robbed of her independence and I, I really do mean robbed it was not something she chose to give up anyway she has outlived because she has such spirit and strength and humor uh many of the people that have come and lived in the care home while she's been there many have, have just gone every time i go there's new faces but my mom just keeps rocking and rolling and i know i'm biased but she is a bit of a favorite with the staff there because 
she has an infectious energy, an infectious laugh. And even when she has dementia fueled moments of anger or when she's low and just doesn't want to talk to people, those moments are less common. And so she's forgiven for those, you know, as you would expect. That's just normal. Being a person is being allowed a full range of emotion. But when she's, she can be drawn into laughter and she has the most infectious laugh. She's just one of those people that when she laughs, you can't help but laugh too. So why am I telling you all this? Well, I had a call from the home yesterday and they never call me. I rely on them. It's one of the things that's really great about where she is, is that they totally get her. They're not the kind of home that are hide bound by rules and regulations about what you should do, you know, to be clinically safe. And they, they, they are a home. They, they recognize that people are people with their own individual requirements, needs, demands. Mm. They treat people how they want to be treated. And they have always, as to the best of their ability, recognized my mother's independence and her desires of what she wants for herself, which started when she refused early on, when she, she went there, refused to take any of her medication. So you can see, see how that hasn't impacted negatively at all. She's consistently refused any of the medication that she had been prescribed, despite having had a stroke in her 70s. No, not taking it. Has it made a blind bit of difference? No. So they've been great. They've always respected that. They have never jumped on the phone whenever she she's had a, a small infection. And I don't mean in a neg negligent way, like they're keeping things from me. I just mean they recognise that sometimes we get unwell and, you know, they look after her. And if she doesn't feel like getting up, which is rare, my mother would normally, like, she's going to get up, she's going downstairs, that's the way she is, so it's always rare when she doesn't want to get up. So I'm trying to think of an occasion when they might have rung me in the past, maybe once, I don't know, can't remember, so when they ring me, I'm thinking, oh, this is a big deal. So they're light as ever, and basically they've said to me look your mum's got an infection it's nothing it's not she's not got covid they've not had any covid in the home we're very grateful for that they have been they've managed that well it's, it's been great and i've been wondering about well, how am i going to go and see her because up until now where they've started to allow visiting it's been outside and i thought well the weather's not so great you might be in a tent but she's an old lady she's going to get cold it's not brilliant so I've been wondering about that and they rang me and um, she's got an infection, not life threatening. She's been prescribed some antibiotics, but the person that runs the home, who now knows my mother probably as well as I do, recognises change. This is not a professional diagnosis this is a gut feeling how you would feel when you when you know someone really well so her gut feeling is that my mum's given up my mum's getting ready to check out all right i warned you at the beginning <laughs> that there might be emotion
and it takes you by surprise. And I wanted to record this because, because there may be other episodes like this, but I want, this podcast is just what I do. And it's, um, it's always coming from a place of authenticity of integrity of me, allowing myself to be me. That also gives you, I hope, courage to be you. And so really that's the only reason, that's really all this episode is about. It's not to to share with you great wisdom <laughs> or, you know, how-tos um, or top 10 tips. It's not about that and, and it very rarely is, even though I do often, you know, turn the podcast into something that I, I share with my clients, you know, knowledge that I would use with you and for you if you were in the same space and we were working together uh, one-to-one and that's not what this episode is about this episode is simply um just telling you a story about you know giving you a bit of a window as I sometimes do into the specifics of of my life and there may be more of these where they're perhaps kind of thinking out loud a little bit of journaling so I'm going to try and do this get this I'm going to try and say this again so my mum appears to be checking out now she may or may not be because we're all making human judgments and we we get things wrong so i could be (laughs) i could be doing this a year down the the road going ha remember that time when when we thought my mum was checking out while she changed her mind um but of course i'm scheduled to go and visit um with my son who loves his grandmother dearly at the weekend and we're very fortunate that they are allowing us to go into the home because she's in bed. She doesn't want to get up. As long as we wear our masks and gowns, they're allowing us in. And so I'm very grateful for that because so many people have lost their loved ones through this situation and not had the opportunity to do that. Um, And it reminds me of when my dad died, which is a long time ago now, um, 1999. And my mum is one of those intuitive people that don't ask me how, but she knew the day she was caring for him, he was at home. And uh, she just knew, she called me on a Sunday morning. She said, I think you're, I think your dad's, this is it. Um, And he didn't, he had emphysema, you know, he had, what do they call it? Chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder, COPD. So it's not like he didn't have conditions. He didn't just out of the blue die. She wasn't that intuitive. But so, but nonetheless, she'd been caring for him for a while. And she just, it was just one day. She said, I think today's the day. So she's not clinically qualified in any way. She just knew there were no doctors in. And that was kind of the deal with my parents. That's what my mum would have preferred and does prefer and will prefer. Like no doctors, no. We die when we're ready to die. There's no hospitals. That's the deal. My parents, that's, we're not about, no rushing them off to hospital, we've got to keep ourselves alive, you know. We're not about staying alive for other people. We're about leaving with dignity on our terms, which is why, here we go again, <laughs> which is why, as you know, I'm so passionate about the whole notion of life on our terms. This is what I really mean. I really mean life on our terms, which includes death on our terms. 
so she called me up and I, I can remember that day and I thought, oh, I, don't, I don't really want to face this. You know, I, I kind of, and you'd think, oh, rush over there straight away. And I didn't. I, I was heading that way, but I dilly-dallied on the way. I actually went, at the time I, I did Taekwondo, I actually went to a tournament that was on the way. And I spent about an hour there, maybe longer, knowing that I was heading to see my dad. And it was weird because I just thought, I, I don't want to rush. I'm not rushing. I don't. I'm going to have to face this. And you'd think, why wouldn't you just rush? Because he could die. You? But for some reason, that didn't occur to me. And I eventually got there mid-afternoon and probably within an hour of my having arrived and seen him, he died at home. And um, and that was that was how it should have been. And I was grateful to my mum for looking after him. Grateful to him for waiting. <laughs> Twenty-one years, it still cares you. I gotta tell you, if you've not lost a parent, it can be pretty hard. So I want this for my mum too. And I think she's, I'm so grateful she's in her home who, you know, with her, they will not, and they will not send her to hospital. They will care for her and know that she, if she's ready to go, she'll go and she'll go there. And I don't, yeah, I'm not good at this tears thing. This is, <laughs> in fact, probably the only reason I'm doing this here is because even though I know that people that have never met me in my life and some that have will listen to this like, like I'm in the room with you from when you listen to it and it may be uncomfortable. I'm not good at doing this if there are people in, in the room. So if you were here, I'd be holding this all together probably <laughs> way better than I am now. And I've never been good at that showing emotions thing. And that's the one thing perhaps that my parents didn't do so well. They weren't so good at showing us how to be vulnerable with our emotions. Of oh, let me know. There you go. And is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You know, is, is, there's no good, there's no bad. We have very black humour about stuff, dark humour. And we will laugh and joke, and we always have done about death and, and illness. And I suspect, you know, my dad made jokes in the last hour of his death. <laughs> I can remember him swearing. My dad was known for swearing. She's, <clears throat> I'm going to blame him now. That's why I swear. He's not here to defend himself. Um, he asked my my husband at the time to pass him his pipe. He was a pipe smoker. <laughs> he said um, something like, uh, pass me the effing pipe. Uh, I know it's killing me, but it's a bit late now. I don't know. He probably said something way funnier than that. But so even on our deathbeds, my family are kind of known for being a bit irreverent and seeing the funny side of stuff, even in death. So um, I'm sure that that's what will carry me through. That's the only thing that carries me through. But I suspect 
that when my mum goes, which may or may not be soon, as I said, she may still be here. I've always thought my mum's going to go on to 100. She just seems to be indestructible. That's how she's always seemed to me and to others. Um, but I can do the humour thing. And that is what I need to carry me through. I, I just can't survive without my, my dark humour that I've we have as a family. Um, would I be able to stand up and say something at her funeral? Probably not. Couldn't at my dad's, couldn't at my best friend's. Really, I just go to pieces in those kind of moments, <laughs> as you probably have noticed. But you never know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, gi I'll give it a go and see if I can do it. Um, I am full of admir admiration for people that are able to do that. And uh, anyway, that's another kind of, there's no particular point to this episode other than a window on where I am with my life, which is probably similar to where a lot of you are in your lives and will be at some point if you haven't been already or have been before. Um, and if you found this helpful, if you think maybe someone else would find this helpful, maybe they're going through something similar. Maybe it's just nice to go things through things with other people. Some of us like that. Then then do share. Uh, I wouldn't have pressed record if I I'd thought, no, no, don't share. I'd, I'd press delete after I finished. Um, but when I set out to do this podcast, I remember the person that encouraged me to do it gave me this bit of advice. Never, never delete an episode. It doesn't matter how bad you think it is, how poor you think it is. Don't delete it. So I won't be deleting it. And you'll know that because you'll be listening to it. But um, I'm off now. As I say, who knows what you may just now end up with several weeks of similar episodes of me just telling you about my mum or some other stuff being one moment locked in dark humour and the next moment laughing and joking about something completely different or, or again probably I think there might be more tears <sighs> so all right have a great rest of day and um I will too and I'll keep you posted all right take care bye for now <laughs>